Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is from our midweek service with our very own Pastor Rudy Lugo of Reclaim Church San Antonio in a message he's entitled, Called to Serve. Enjoy this message. Praise the Lord. Can we give the Lord some praise? Amen. I'm telling you, I feel like I'm in the right place at the right time right now. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's good. You can all have your, take your seat. Amen. It's good to be in mama's house. It's always good. It's always good. It's good to see familiar faces, family and friends. And, and you know what? I see new faces and that means the kingdom is still moving. Amen. It's good to see. And so I bring greetings from, from my family from San Antonio, Texas. Amen. In the great country. I mean the great state of Texas. Come on, we, man, we love our family and friends here in California, amen, and, and it's always good to see my old friends and family, and you all became friends that became family, and, I, and we think about you all the time, and so uh, I just wanted to share that, but thank you for that. Thank you to our hey, pastors, Pastor Welcome Omar and Letty. Can we give the Lord some praise for them our brand new series, the cost of Christmas, and their commitment to the ministry Omar and doing God's will and just following his voice, amen. I never thought, can I tell you? 12 years ago, I never thought that I'd be in Texas pastoring a church. But you know what? I believe my pastor believed in me. And when he told me I had a call in my life, I received it just as you should. And just as he said that tonight. Amen? Amen. I thank them, you know, just for all the love and support that they've given us. You know what? Leave it, leaving this place. Come on. Look at this church. Leaving this just to go by ourselves. But you know what? We went with God. Amen? We went with God. And, and, I, and I just want to, before I continue, I, I do want to give a shout out to my reclaimed family in San Antonio, Texas. I know they're watching tonight. We love them. We appreciate them. They do so much work, man. There's nothing like starting a new work. And, and uh, I, I was talking to Pastor Rob earlier, and, and here's the thing. When we, we went out there, you know, we, we didn't know what to expect, but we, we definitely didn't expect a pandemic, right? How are we going to meet people in the, the second month that we're there? And here's the crazy thing. that We launched a year ago. We just, we just had our one-year anniversary. Can I tell you something special about that? Amen. That about 80, 80, 90% of our church is not even from Texas. They're all transplanted from California or Ohio, anywhere. And it's amazing. Because, and here's, here's the, the more amazing thing. That everybody that's there, I didn't invite them. Now, now don't get me wrong. I, I invited a lot of people. And I'm like, okay, God, who are you going to bring? But it wasn't what I did, but what he did. They, word of mouth, they heard we came out of Reach Paramount. Oh, we heard about this great church in Paramount. You're part of them. Praise the Lord. We're going to come. We saw you online. I'm telling you, it was nerve-wracking to go online. And all of a sudden, they're telling me they're coming because, oh, you're in the afternoon, and, and that's the spot we have. And I work nights, and that works for me. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I never thought God would do what he's doing. But I just want to give a special shout-out to my, Reach, my, my, my Reclaim family. I know they're watching. Love them, you know, and, I, and I love what God is doing in all of their lives. Can, can I tell you this? My pastor says this. It takes work to make it work, right? And each and every one of you is valuable in this house. And I see that when, we're, when you're a small church, and, and you need to use everybody. Because if not, nobody would, you wouldn't get anything done. I especially love my youth, my reclaimed youth, amen? 
And I want to give a little shout out to my, my, my teenagers, uh, uh, Mia Corvera. We have Caitlin out there, Alan. They're watching. You know what? It's 10 o'clock right now, so they're probably getting ready for bed or they're going to watch me and then go to bed. But love you guys. You know, Mia's on our worship team. Alan runs... Alan runs the cameras, uh, uh, Caitlin's behind on, on live stream and, and, and scripture and all this stuff. The next generation doing their thing for the Lord. Come on, they're, they're working as hard as us adults. We love them. We love them. Amen. So at this point, I, just real quick that we've been there a year now and, and we celebrated our anniversary last month and we're looking for a new building because God is doing something special. He's doing something special. So I would ask you just keep us in prayer because sometimes it's hard to say no when it looks good. It's hard to say no when this is the right place, but man, I don't know what God's going to do. But when, when the answer's no, we have to receive and accept it because God has something better. Amen? Amen. Amen. Man, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Let me, let me catch my breath. I want to say, say so many things, but can you believe it's December 1st? Is it December 1st? 24 days to Christmas? Oh, come on. Jesus be glorified. Amen. Amen. I, we say Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen? One of my pastor's friends from Hawaii, he says Jesus is the reason. Period. He's the reason for all things. Amen? And so I'm kind of going to steal that tonight. To say Jesus is the reason. Period. But I'm going to get started tonight. Amen? And so recently, my church and I, as we've been going along, and there's, it's, you know, the challenges come, and you know, the ebbs and flows of ministry, it happens. Um, we've been discussing spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare and defeating darkness. I'm telling you, it's real. It's so real. And, and all the things that we go through in life. How many agree that we're living in dark times? We're living in uncertain times, chaotic times, and, and stressful times. Brother coming against brother. Division everywhere. People starting fights for no reason. It's crazy out there. There's a lot of darkness. And we've been talking about defeating it. Because they get to a point where you get tired. You get tired of getting beat up and, and not knowing why things happen. And we know this. We live in a fallen world. We live in a world with imperfect people, right? Making imperfect decisions. And because of that, we get so frustrated sometimes, we point the figure at them and not the real enemy. We've heard this before, and I know you've heard it because I learned it here. An enemy exposed is what? An enemy defeated. Amen. But I'm telling you, during these times, these dark times, and you know, Remember this, your, your BC days and before Christ, or now people say before COVID. Some of us, we sent a little too much and a little too hard. We had a good, you know, we, we thought it was the best times. It didn't seem that bad back then when we were doing it, right? But until we felt the consequences, until we endured the consequences, we're like, oh man, we shouldn't do that, but we did it again. As believers, when somebody's sinning, we see it, how bad does it look? How bad does it look? Oh my, what are they doing? And as believers, we should call that out, right? We should, we should tell them, hey, stop. You're going down the wrong path. Especially when a believer turns away. What do you do? What do you do when you see them turn away? What do you do when you see them not coming to church as much? as They're slipping away. They're not saying much because it's inside them. And they're struggling in silence. What do you say to them? You want to help them, right? You want to help, you want to do all that you can to help them. The Bible says that you have the light to defeat darkness. You have a light inside you to expose the enemy. You have the light to shine brightly, brighter than anything around to expose any darkness in anyone, even yourself. Expose the enemy with the light. So tonight, I'm, I, I titled this message, if you're going to take notes, I titled this message, Called to Shine. Called to Shine. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8, I'm going to read this scripture and then we're going to pray. 
It says, for once you were full of darkness, but now you have the light from the Lord. So live as people of light. So let's pray. So Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for the truth. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. And Lord, today, Lord, as, as we spend time with you, move freely in this house. Lord, Lord we, we expose and call out any darkness, Lord, anything not of you to be cast out in Jesus' name. Lord, open our hearts and our minds to receive all that you have. Oh, Lord, search our heart today. Lord, let your word minister to us tonight. Fill us, Lord. Show us and guide us tonight. Have your way in your people. And the people said, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is so good. And so I'm, I, I, I've been, we've been talking about this thing, you know, defeating darkness, because these times we live in are not normal times. And can I tell you, it's not going to go back to the old way. The only thing coming back is Jesus. Come on now. Anyone come? Jesus is coming back. So we're excited for that. And so if, if you've ever asked the Lord, you know, what's my calling? What's my call? I mean, you're in church and you're, you're serving. You're, I mean, you're coming. You're like, Lord, uh, man, what, God, what are you going to do with my life? You're asking about ministry, but you're like, no, I want to hear from the Lord. Uh, I'm not ready yet because I'm so new. I don't know the Bible. Can I tell you, you're called to shine. Can I tell you you're called to shine to expose darkness? Can I tell you that you don't have to wait to hear God's audible voice? You don't have to wait for the pastor to say, do this. You don't have to wait for confirmation. You're called to shine. If you have the Lord inside you, you have the light that you need to expose darkness. You have the light that you need to talk to your family and let them see your life change. Let them, you might not know the word of God perfectly, but you know right from wrong now. If you have the Holy Spirit, it gives you that power to make right and wrong decisions. It, it, it helps you to shine brighter. The Holy Spirit will help you shine brighter. And you know what that does? Your lives become a testimony of the reality of Jesus and the power of what he can do in your lives. It helps you to become Christ-like, to reflect God's glory, amen? So let your light shine. Let it shine. Let your good deeds be, let them be shown and, and to glorify God in heaven. That's all it does. When you are good and you let the light shine, God is glorified. He's glorified through your lives because like I said, that light will, it, it'll, it'll light up darkness so much so you'll know the difference, right and wrong. You'll know the difference of good and evil, of truth and lies. You'll know the difference of what's, what of God and what's not of God. Because you know when you step in somewhere and, and you're dabbling and, and you're walking the line, oh, can I do this? It fills. You can feel it. You can feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit and that's healthy. Condemnation is from the devil. Don't do that to yourself. See, listen to me. I want to talk about this because we're going to expose the darkness tonight. We're going to expose the lies of the enemy in your lives. God is going to fill you tonight with more light so you can shine brightly. Amen? You're going to walk out of this place shining so bright. People around you are going to know something's different. When you go home tonight, if you have family members not saved, shine the light brightly. Shine the light brightly in the lives. God wants that from you. And when you shine, when you shine, God's going to be glorified because of you. And in order to do this, you have to believe that Jesus, Jesus is the reason, period. Believe his word. Know him as your savior. And not just know him, but walk with him. And now we're going to go a little bit deeper. Because the call on your lives, it starts with you walking with him. I know, it's, I know it's tough. I know it's tough in this crazy time. I know it's tough. People tell me, Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. Everything's falling apart. I'm tired. 
You don't know what I deal with. It's crazy out there. I've been suffering so long already. God doesn't answer my questions or my prayers. He, I talk to him, but I don't hear from him. I know it's tough. You're not feeling it anymore. I'm tired and weak, Pastor. But church, can I tell you something? God knows what you're feeling. He knows what you're going through. Praise the Lord. He knows what you're going through. Am I speaking to anybody tonight? There's some people in here, you've been going through it. And you're tired because you've been doing the church thing for a long time and you don't see a change. But can I tell you, it all starts from not just knowing him, but walking with him. And walking with him requires activity. It requires being a part of what he's doing. You know what? If you stay home, you miss what God is doing. When you come here on a Wednesday night, praise the Lord. When you come on a Wednesday night and come expecting, God, I know what you're going to speak to me tonight. God, you, I know you hear me and I'm tired of what's going on in my life, but I know you're the answer and I don't give up. I know you're the truth. I know you're the reason I'm here today. I know you're the reason I'm alive today. Because if it wasn't for you, where would you be? Because I tell you, the enemy, you have a real enemy that hates you. He hates you, and if he had his way, you wouldn't have made it to church tonight. If he had his way, you would have been dead a long time ago. But the Bible gives you clear instruction. It says this in Ephesians chapter 6. Come on, I'm going to read this. Read the, look up there on the screen. I'm going to read this. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so you'll be able to stand firm against the strategies of who? The devil, the devil, verse 12, we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark, dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. It's not flesh and blood, church. It's not flesh and blood. It's evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. You can't see it, but it comes. Powers in what? The dark world and evil spirits. Here's God's instruction to you. Verse 13, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist, to resist the enemy of the time of evil. And then after the battle, you'll be standing firm. God tells you what you need to do to withstand. He tells you what you need to be strong. He tells you this. Uh, a funny story, and I was talking to my brother because we were talking about the, the whole armor of God. And he was like, Pastor, I was talking to my brother and he was telling me, yeah, I mean, every morning I get up. Every morning, the first thing, I thank the Lord for waking up. And I get up and I put my whole armor of God on. And I'm excited for the day. And he goes, you do that every morning? He goes, yeah, you should. You're supposed to. The Word, the word of God says that. He goes, so you take it off at night? He goes, why would you do that? I did the same thing. I, ooh, I'm going to share that. Verse 14, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth, the, the body armor of God's righteousness. Guard your heart from the lies of the enemy. Guard your heart. 15, for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that will be fully prepared anywhere you go. Take that place for Jesus. Pray over your feet. The peace of God follows you or goes before you when you step in anywhere. When I, when I travel with my, my children, my, my boys, Zeke and Levi, when I travel with them, anytime we go to a hotel, when we walk in, we're praying that God, he covers us before we go in. When we walk into our hotel room, we start praying that Jesus just take the room, fill it with the Holy Spirit. And so they expect that now. 
They expect that. When we go somewhere, we're going to pray, Daddy. I said, yes, we're going to pray. So we were on vacation, and my mother-in-law graciously uh, uh, met us there to take care of them. And so they're staying in, the, in, a, in a room, too. So they walk in, and she walks in, and she's a holy woman. And she is, she is a spirit-filled woman. She walks in with them, and they're looking at her. Grammy, are we going to pray? She's like, oh, yes. You know, she was excited. But can I tell you, your family's watching you. You got to shine that light so they see it from you and you reflect it onto them. Reflect that light. Don't be ashamed of it. It's so bright. They may wince. They may turn back. But it's going to help expose the darkness. It's going to help them expose the darkness. Come on, let's read on. Verse 16. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil, your enemy. 17. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Come on. I like the Passion Translation, uh, and take the mighty razor-sharp spirit uh, uh, sword of the spoken word of God. There's so much power. There's so much power that we miss if you don't arm yourself with the, with the armor of God. If you don't put it on, expect to get attacked. Expect it. Expect victory with the sword. Don't just sit back and wait to get attacked. Go advance forward with the sword of God, with the spirit. You do that. Can I tell you, church, we got to prepare for this battle. You got to prepare for this battle. It's an enemy that's not flesh and blood. It's not your family. It's not your husband or wife. It's not your coworker. It's not your neighbor. It's not your brother or sister in church. It's not your kids when they don't listen. Come on, no. You know your enemy and we're exposing him tonight, amen? An enemy exposed is what? An enemy defeated. Come on, let's expose him, church. Shine brightly tonight. Ooh, like those lights right there. Shine brightly. Amen. Amen. Woo. We're finishing up a, a year, church. We're finishing up a year. And it's been rough in so many ways. December 1st, the 12th month of the year, but you made it. You made it, and you're here in church. No better place to be. Come on. We're coming up on a new season, a new year but not a new threat. Same strategies, same tactics, same, same, everything he did is the same. You know why? Because it worked. It worked to get your attention. It worked to discourage you. It worked to make you not want to come to church because somebody said something wrong to you. It worked because at work, they're treating you differently because you're shining the light and all of a sudden you don't have favor anymore. He's using those strategies to distract you, to distract you. And you know what happens when you get distracted? Your light dims. You're not shining your light anymore because you're so focused on what they did to you instead of what God did for you. When you do that, it's an enemy. It's, it's, it's a strategy of the devil to distract you from the things of God. We have work to do, church. Can I tell you that your loved ones need you? Your families need you. Your children need you. Your, your unsaved family needs you. The threat is imminent. It's right at your front door. The enemy's prowling around like a roaring lion, waiting to devour anyone that he can that slips up. That's not shiny. You know how easy it is to get next to him when your light's like this? I couldn't get next to those lights because they're so bright. But if it was dim, I'd be walking around. I wouldn't be closing my eyes or anything. But they're so bright. And that's what you do to the enemy. He comes up to you. You shine your bright soul. He backs up because he can't see you anymore. Because you're shining so brightly, he sees Jesus. He sees Jesus. It's so bright. Statistically speaking, you know that when a mother comes to church, 
that her family will join her about 17% of the time. But when a man, a father, comes to Christ and he comes to church, his family will join 93% of the time. So men of God, men of God, your family needs you. Stop playing games. Get in the front line and battle for them. Come on, be the priest of the home. Be there, stand firm. Pray for your family. Worship with them. Oh, raise your hands in hallelujah. Let them see you do it because they'll follow you. Your kids will do it. Your wife will be, she'll be more in love with you. Women of God, your man needs you. Let me tell you why. The minute, come on now. The minute something goes wrong, the minute there's opposition, a brother says something wrong, what happens? The man leaves. I don't want to go to church today. Bunch of hypocrites. Let's go to another church. Same hypocrites are there. Go to another one. Same hypocrites. What's next? They leave the kingdom. They walk away. And you're hanging on by a thread. You're hanging on. But pastor, you don't know. He doesn't want to come to church anymore. But I, I prayed that he would come and he's here. But all he wants to do is be at church. But now he's leading. And you take a step back and your light doesn't shine anymore. He needs you to shine brightly. So as he shines, it becomes that much more powerful. When a man leaves, when anybody leaves, it's a strategy from the pit of hell. It's a strategy that the devil, the devil wants to trip you up. He wants you to leave church. He wants to take praise out of your mouth. You know when you come to church and the worship is fire. Come on, how anointed is this worship team? Oh, man. Before we go to church, we start at 2 o'clock. I'm, I'm starting up church here. Worship's on. I, mean, I feel like, man, I feel like I'm watching Elevation or Bethel. Which one do you? And I can't tell the difference anymore the anointing man Omar Lopez come on the whole team the whole team if the enemy can trip you up man or woman of God he gets you to think about leaving he knows your family and your wife and your children are right behind you be ready the, enemy, the, the threat is imminent and we need to expose it. Shine brightly to expose the enemy. Let me tell you why. The Lord has called you for a reason. You may think you ha- happened here by accident. No. It's much deeper. You thought it was your decision. No. Come on. I, I invite everybody in Texas to church. They don't come because of me. They think they make the decision, but the Lord leads them. He's called you for his purpose but not just to know him, to walk with him, to walk in the light, to expose the enemies that you're tired of. All those things that you're tired of, you have a light to expose it. Expose the strategies to light up the darkness. Let me tell you what it means to walk in the light. In 1 John chapter 1, I'm going to read this. 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9. It says this. This is the message we heard from Jesus, and now declare it to you. God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we're living in the light, come on now, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with who? With each other, with each other, with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us 
from all sin. If we claim to have no sin, come on, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, church, you always have that opportunity. doesn't matter how many times you step back, step forward. Step forward. You're not perfect. You're gonna, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to make mistakes. Step forward. Step forward because he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all what? Wickedness. Do you see, do you know why this book was written? Do you know why at that time it was written to encourage the believer that was going through the process of life, trying to figure things out, to encourage them in their faith? Listen to me. You're going to have ups and downs even as a believer. As a child of God, you live in an imperfect world that's fallen. You're going to struggle with your faith sometimes. It's going to happen. You're going to get tired sometimes. You're going to need a refill. No, but no matter your struggle, whether it's inside and outside of you, no matter what the struggle is, if it's internal or if it's work-related, it's family, no matter what the struggle is, your faith shouldn't be based on your circumstance, but on God's grace for your lives. He saved you, and we forget that in the hard times. Amen? I thought it was just me. Praise the Lord. Our calling is to live each day by the Holy Spirit. You can't do this life alone. Too many Christians come to church and they get saved and they know God. Oh, I know Jesus. He's my Lord and Savior. But they don't walk with him. They don't walk with him. And they really, why am I getting beat up so much? Do they even pray anymore? Do they lift their hands in worship? Can I tell you, the enemy wants you to keep your hands down. He wants to take the worship out of your mouth. He wants you to be uncomfortable in church. A lot of times we don't raise our hands because who's watching me? I'll tell you who's watching you. Your enemy. We say, we say, oh, my brother's watching me. No, he's not. The devil's watching you. I hear people say, oh, you know, pastor, I don't raise my hands. Oh, you know, people, I don't want them seeing me. The devil sees you, smiling at you. He's smiling at you because you're not doing what God wants you to do. He's, he says, you're in church, but what are you doing in church? Can I tell you, don't get mad at me, but you ain't serving church just sitting here. You're not serving church. People say, I've been serving church 20 years. I go and sit there every Sunday. What are you doing? What are you, are, you know God, but you're not walking with him. Come on now. You know God. It's easy to know God. Come to him. I feel good. I get saved. Hallelujah. My life is better. But then life hits. And all of a sudden, pastor, everything, man, this church thing's too hard. Following Jesus is too hard. It is too hard if you're not praying. It is too hard if you're not worshiping. It is too hard if you're not fellowshipping. Come on, you know the whole strategy of the pandemic to stay away, stay at home? Stay isolated so you don't fellowship. Number one strategy of the enemy. Don't fellowship. Stay home and be scared. Oh, come on now. You have the light, church, when you receive Jesus. You have the light. And when you do, you have an awesome privilege with a great responsibility to represent Jesus. To represent the Lord of everything. To represent him because you're called what? To shine. You're called to shine. In salvation, he brings us into his light. But like I said, just being in the light is not walking. There's a big difference between a relationship with God and having fellowship with him. Listen, I, I'm a father. My children, they were born of me, right? I did the work. <laughs> Amen. 
It's hard work sometimes. <laughs> Praise the Lord. They were born of me. Therefore, we have a relationship. Nothing they can do to change that they're my children. Nothing they can do. They're my children. But as my children, our relationship doesn't guarantee love. It doesn't guarantee they'll want to spend time with me. It doesn't guarantee intimacy with me. It doesn't guarantee they'll be with me in my old age. Intimacy is what? It's spending time together. It's communication together. It's obedience to one another. It's loving one another. Do you agree with that? And so it is with God. Our relationship begins at salvation. But our relationship grows when you begin to know him, to spend time with him, to, to, to walk in, in, in fellowship with him, to grow deeper in obedience to him, response to his word and the will for your life, the will, God's will for your life. In other words, when you walk in the light, it takes activity. Living the Christian life, you have to shine your light. You have to shine it. Because when you shine it, God loves come through. God's truth comes through. All those things people lied about you are exposed. To walk in the light means that we're, we're living transparent and above reproach. You know what reproach means? Don't give anybody a reason to talk about you. Let them see you live and shine for the Lord. Because when you're shining, they're too, they're too busy looking away and so they don't see what they want to talk about. See, live to refuse to hide anything that you wouldn't want to be seen by people or God. Because God will see it anyways. To walk in the light, it means to, to reach the lost for Jesus. Come on now. To love them as Jesus loves them. To restore and release them into God-given ministry. That's your mission, church. Easy, right? You got to shine brightly. You're called to shine. Listen. Me and Omar work in, in power, so we know this. You're in a dark room. Turn off all these lights. No, I'm just kidding. You're in a room, a dark room with 10 people. 10 people, 10 strangers. Lights go out, it's pitch, pitch black. Nobody sees anything. All of a sudden, people are starting to get scared and they're starting to freak out. They don't know what's going on. But you remember, you have a little light. You get a flash out of your pocket and you shine it. All of a sudden, what happens? They've been to see. They begin to see the truth. They begin to see, okay, they're going to be okay, right? So it is with your walk with the Lord. There are a lot of people in this dark world. We said already, it's a dark world. It's a very dark world. They need light. And when you have Jesus, you have that light for them. You have the answer. They're scared. They're walking around. They don't know, what, they don't know where to go sometimes. They say, this can't be all there is to life. They're right. It's not. There's so much more. There's so much more for you as the believer. Sometimes as believers, we get so discouraged, we forget that. So I'm here to remind you to shine your light brightly in a very dark world, but shine the light the Lord has given you. Wouldn't you share it in the dark with people to save their lives? Share it with the people closest to you in your household. But you know what that means? You don't have to speak if you're shining your light. People are so afraid to talk to people, but if you're shining your light, it gets their attention. 
When you're lifting your hands and, 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 and you're living like a Jesus freak. I used to love being called a Jesus freak. I serve Jesus too much. Hallelujah. I'm glad you noticed. The Holy Spirit reminds us to share. He re- I'm telling you, he reminds you. I know a lot of you can say, oh, God wanted me to talk to that person. But no, I don't know. But we don't listen sometimes. Can I be real? If you have a talking problem about God, check yourself because you might have a, a walking problem with God. I just made that up. Praise God. See? Holy Spirit. Meaning, a person can't be a Christian and not be a witness. You need to be a light shining brightly for Jesus and be proud of it. Be proud of it because he saved you from the darkness. You can't hide in the dark and still shine for Jesus. You can't hide in sin and still shine for Jesus. Is that speaking to somebody? You can't hide. You can't hide. Is that too hard? You can't hide in sin and still shine your light. Oh, Jesus this and Jesus that. But they, you're with them at the club. You're with them doing whatever they do. I don't want to say. I don't want to speak life to that. Praise the Lord. Charles Spurgeon says this. To walk in the light is to live moment by moment in abiding holy intimacy with God in every respect of our lives, compelled into action by what? Our relationship with God. It's a lifestyle that imitates the character of Jesus as it seeks to share the love of God with others. It's not trying to live your best life for Jesus, but rather it's living to God's truth under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Every day, I seek to be more like him. John 3.30, he must increase, but I must decrease. When he increases, your light shines brighter. And I'm going to be closing. Can I have the worship team come up? Praise the Lord. How do we shine for Jesus? I know that was a, that was a good question. Hold on. I'll get you the answer. How do we shine for Jesus? 1 Timothy 4, 7, 8 says, have nothing to do, come on now, have nothing to do with godless myths or old wives' tales, but rather, rather train yourself to be godly. It's a process. You're not going to get saved and be holy and godly all at once. It can happen. Not to me, but that's the truth, right, Pastor? Praise the Lord. For physical training, hear me now. For physical training, you want to go to the gym? For physical training, I need to do that. For physical training is of some value. Texas breakfast tacos are good. Physical training is, is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and your life to come. It requires that you seek him. It requires that you put effort into him. It requires sacrifice. It requires commitment. It requires discipline. Easy, right? Amen? Wasn't easy for me. Praise the Lord. Salvation is the first part of your relationship with Jesus. Salvation, that's the very beginning of your relationship with Jesus. The very beginning. Some of it has been there and it's been a while. And I know it's tough. I know, I know life gets hard. 
but have you been doing any spiritual training? You know, some people say, oh, I'm not very spiritual. I just go to church, but the Bible says if you're not spiritual, how will you understand spiritual truths? How will you understand the Word of God? If you want more of Jesus, you have to seek Him. If you want more of relationship, you have to seek Him. If you want your dim light to grow bright, and not everybody has a dim light, I know that. Even when you're struggling, you're, you're living for Jesus. And I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the ones that are tired and they're questioning whether they should come or go next time. Hebrews 12, 2 and 3 says, We must keep our eyes on Jesus. He leads us and makes, us, he makes our faith complete. Hear me now. He endured the shame of being nailed to a cross because he knew later he would be glad that he did. Now he is seated at the right side of God's throne. So keep your mind on Jesus. He put up with the many insults from sinners. Then you won't get, then you won't get discouraged and give up. Can I say that when, he, when, when the Bible says this, that he, he took the shame of being nailed because he knew later he'd be glad he did it. If you're holding back, you're shine right now. If you're holding back, you're shine wherever you go. Do it. You might get mocked sometimes. You might make, make, they make, make fun of you sometimes. They may try to discourage you at times, but you'll be glad you did it. You'll be glad you did it when people come to church because they spoke to me about Jesus. They, they were consistent with me about Jesus. I saw their life. Hear me now. I didn't hear them. I saw their life and it reflected Jesus. It reflected Jesus and I wanted some of that because you know what? I've been living in dark times. I've been going through some struggles and I'm tired and there's no answer anywhere. But I see them, why do they keep going to church? Why do they keep going to that place? Isn't it too crowded in there? Y'all need a bigger church. Overflow and sentinel. No, just kidding. Just kidding, Pastor. Jesus is our example. That's our goal. Make Jesus your goal. Become Christ-like. Here's the truth right now. Here's the, here's the truth. When you, have, when you have intimate community with each other, you have intimacy with God. Because Jesus unites us. When you love your brother and sister, our family and God, when you love them, you prove you're his disciples. You prove that. You prove you're his disciples because we shine for Jesus. What does John 13, 35 say? For your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my what? Oh, you're my disciples. Come on now. You have a light so bright the world can't take. You have a light so bright that everything exposed you want to be exposed. The, nobody can hide in darkness when you have the light from Jesus. Nobody, no sin, nothing they do wrong. Anytime they mock you, make fun of you, they tell you that, you know what, you're wasting your time. That line, that shine, that bright light. Ooh, man, my tongue gets all twisted sometimes. Jesus, shine. My face is all sweaty. Shine. Shine. Amen. Some of you can shine too like that. Can I tell you this, church? When we sin, we show the world who we're not. Listen, I heard my pastor say this. 
Sin always takes us farther than we want to go, keeps us longer than we want to stay, and costs us more than we want to pay. Wisdom. You will always reap the consequences of what you've sown. But God is good, and he's faithful. Amen? John 1.9 says, But if we confess our sins to him, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. And I'm going to close right here and we're going to pray. The word of God says you are light of the world. Matthew 5.14. Oh man, the Bible's full of light. As I was putting this together, this light was popping out everywhere. I couldn't see. I could see Jesus. Matthew 5.14. You are the light of the world. Come on, church. You are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that what cannot be hidden that's you church that's you that's you wherever you walk stand there and claim and shine who jesus is shine who he is shine who he is don't give up don't give up shine and reflect who jesus is in your life and he will do the rest you don't have to say anything hey, where'd they leave oh, i'm just kidding Listen, you're not called to rebuke people. You're called to shine. Only God can convince people. Only God can convict. Only God calls and only he converts. You're called to shine. But shine for Jesus. Shine for Jesus, church. Doesn't matter if you're tired, you still can shine. If you know the Lord, if you receive the Lord, you have the light. You have the light. In these crazy times, we need you more than ever. We're a family, and we're in this together. Imagine the light that when we stand together and shine. Imagine how, how much that produces when the church comes together. Instead of being divided, instead of being, you know, all this, the, the rumors and all these things, gossip and all these things. Imagine when the church becomes united and the bright light that shines for Jesus. Each one of you is like a city on a hilltop. Imagine you all together to light up. Praise the Lord. Anybody receive that tonight? Can we pray? Can we all bow our heads and reverence the Lord? Close your eyes and just get lost in His presence because the Holy Spirit is here. The Holy Spirit is here, church. He, knows, he knew you were going to be here tonight and He knows what you're going through. He knows what you've been through and you still came. And every time I get to an opportunity to shine the light, there's always an opportunity to receive that light. And so praise God, I don't know, any, I don't know everybody in here anymore because God's kingdom is moving. I don't know a lot of you, but I know Jesus. And I know he wants you. So if you're in here tonight and you never have the opportunity just to say, you know what, I, I want that light. I want Jesus. I, I haven't tried him. What do I need to do? It's, 
not about a church or religion. It's about a relationship with Jesus. So I would ask this before I move on, but I would ask this. If you've never had that opportunity to accept the Lord as your Savior, if you've never done that, I want to give you that opportunity. If that's you, there's no shame in it. If that's you, we don't want to embarrass you. We want to pray with you. If that's you, would you just raise your hand and put it back down? Anybody? I can't see, so ushers, help me. Praise the Lord. Amen. So let me move forward from that. I know God's calling people right now. I, I know God's speaking to hearts right now. Maybe you've received him in the past. Maybe you've received him in the past. And you received that light. But life has been crazy. These times have been hard. All the uncertainty. Sometimes the light becomes dim because we're not seeking him like we were. We hold back because we're uns unsure what to do. You want your light to shine brightly because you're called to shine in your homes, at your job, at your schools. You're called to shine, but you hesitate because you think people are going to mock you. They're going to make fun of you. But if that, I, I'm telling you, it's a strategy from the pit of hell when you don't allow yourself to shine. But God is speaking to you right now. It doesn't matter if your light hasn't been shining much. It matters that you respond to him when he calls. So I would say this, church. If that's you, you feel like you're away from God tonight, but you want to shine brightly. You want to be in right standing with him. You want to just expose all the darkness in your life. Raise your hand so we can pray. Raise your hand. Come on, I see that hand. Come on. Raise that. Yeah, keep them raised. Praise the Lord. I know there's more of you, but that's okay. Raise your hand. Jesus is waiting for you. He knows. He knows. He knows what you've been going through. He knows what you've been going through. Amen. All, you, all of you that raised your hand, look up at me. Come on. Why don't you make your way to the front? Come up here so we can pray. We're going to shine tonight, church. We're going to shine tonight. Come on up. Come on up. Jesus, you're good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Help them up, ushers. Usher, bring them up here. Let's pray. Let's pray together. Praise the Lord. If, if they're not coming up, just pray with them right there. Church, can we stand to our feet? Can we stand to our feet? I want to open the altar. Come up. Come up together. Let's shine for Jesus. Come on up. We're going to pray and believe God together. Come on. Don't stand back. Don't stand back. God's still waiting for you. Let's pray. Let's pray and believe God. He knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly what you need. Come on up. Come on up. Don't hesitate. Come on up. We'll make room for you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For, for those that raised their hand, I'm going to pray this prayer. I'm going to pray this prayer because I know, I know how it is. Sometimes exposing the enemy, it can hurt in our lives. Sometimes revealing that can hurt in our lives and we hesitate. But I want to pray this prayer. And those that want to pray it with me, I want you to repeat it after me. But don't say it to me. Say it to Jesus. Hallelujah. So say this prayer, but say it to the Lord. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. And I ask you, Lord, to come into my heart to forgive me of all my past and all my sins. 
from this day forward, I will serve you in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, let's get fired up, church. Come on. Hallelujah. Let's praise the Father in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for those that respond and said that prayer. Father, tonight, Lord, I pray you bring an increase to their lives. Father, I pray right now as we expose the darkness, as we expose the enemy, Lord, I pray right now we know in our hearts he is defeated. He is defeated, Lord. Oh, Lord, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord, let it flow through this place, exposing, exposing what's not of you, exposing the lies, exposing the strategy, Lord. Oh, Jesus, let your Holy Spirit place. Touch every heart and mind. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's pray. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.